1: Great to have you guys. I'm Pastor Tim. Today is November 8th. That means it is Commitment Sunday. It's the culmination of this six-week journey we're on, this vision campaign we're calling Saturate. You guys excited? You guys ready to make history today? It's going to be a big day for us. For the last uh, five weeks, we have been painting this kind of future-oriented vision are the kind of church that we believe God's calling us to be. And today, all of our campuses are coming together around the state of New Jersey, really to lay the foundation for our next decade of ministry in the Garden State and around the world. And so today's uh, service is really a celebration. We want to have a spirit of celebration about what God's done really over the last eight years and what we are trusting God to do in the next decade. So let me tell you what you can expect the next few moments. There are really three things we're celebrating today. The first thing is we are celebrating the launch of our Somerset County campus. Today is their grand opening. Praise God for you guys. Excited to have you join our family of churches. So proud of Pastor John and the team. They're meeting at Somerville Middle School, and after today's services, they're having a fall festival to serve the community and just kind of reach out and welcome their new neighbors. So understand, Somerset County, we are thrilled for you. Your launch is being funded through Saturate. The second thing we're celebrating today is we have special guests with us and a few surprises. Now, I'm not going to be the only one on stage speaking today. We actually have three people you're going to hear from, incredible stories of life change from people who are sitting in the seats that you're sitting in, and we have some Surprises plan, maybe an Oprah moment or two, just who knows, just a hand, okay? And then lastly, we are going to receive our Commitment Sunday offering today. I see most of you have your commitment cards or you've got these envelopes. In fact, if you open up your envelope, you can take out that commitment card. You'll see there's room for you to fill out your name and your contact info. If you didn't do that at home or you forgot it, no worries. And your two year total commitment. What we're doing today is we're asking every single person who calls Liquid Church their home to pledge to give a financial gift above and beyond their normal giving spread out over the next two years. We have a faith goal as a church of $8 million that's above and beyond our annual budget. And for many families today, this is going to be the largest financial gift they have ever given. So this is pretty special. It's going to be a historic moment, and we're going to do that at the very end of today's service. Colleen and I, we're going to actually lead the way with our family. At the end of the service, we're going to put our card and our first fruits offering on the table, followed by your campus leaders, and then we'll have families from all of our campuses come forward together and do the same. But don't worry. If you're a guest, I know you're freaking out. You're like, what did I just walk into? Is this an Amway presentation? It is not. I'm putting you at ease. If you're a guest, you're a visitor, you get a free pass today, okay? This Commitment Sunday offering is for our regular attenders. So you just sit back and relax. You get to witness today the heart of Liquid Church. You're going to get to see generous giving in action. Today is going to be special. You guys ready to do this? We're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate today. All right. So uh, to set the table, set the table for what you're about to witness, I'd like to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9, which talks about a special offering in the church. Specifically, the Apostle Paul is writing, actually, to the Macedonian church, who had a heart to help believers in Jerusalem who were in need. Jerusalem, remember, it's the birthplace of Christianity, but they were actually going through a famine at the time. And so Paul received a special offering. They called it the Jerusalem Offering from churches all across um, Greece and Macedonia to provide relief and support. It was really an above and beyond their regular offering. And so this is kind of a cool setting if you think about it. This is a letter written to Christians who were about to financially sacrifice for people they didn't personally know. In other words, they had a heart for Jesus and they had a heart to help others. And so Paul writes this letter in 2 Corinthians explaining what they're about to donate to, how their financial sacrifice reflects the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and how their generosity is going to make an impact. So before I introduce our special guest today, I want to read this passage out loud, and I would love for us to do something kind of old school. I'd love for us to stand as we read God's Word. Could we do that? All our campuses, rise to your feet. This is kind of in the Old Testament. Everyone stood when Scripture is read. I like to go old school once in a while. Uh, So I'm going to read this out loud, and here's what I want you to do. Wherever you see words that are bolded, I want you to read those out loud with me, all right? 2 Corinthians chapter 8, here's what Paul writes. He says, And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about, let's say it together, the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability praise God, entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. And they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves, first of all, to who? The Lord, and then by the will of God, also to us. And then Paul writes, since you excel in everything, see that you also excel in what? This grace of giving, This word grace here, it's the Greek word charis. It means gift. In other words, giving is actually a spiritual gift. And then Paul ends with this. He frames it all out. He says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. Amen? Please have a seat. It's pretty cool here because when you read this passage you realize that financial sacrifice really flows from the example of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, right? Jesus sacrifices his own life, and we receive the gift of eternal life. Pretty epic sacrifice, none greater. But the idea here that Paul's getting at is that whenever Christ's followers give, we're actually following the example of our Lord in a most profound way. So we are about to put into practice the gospel, just like the Macedonian church kind of followed the example of Jesus, they're like, we're going to sacrifice ourselves for people we've never even met, and you and I today, we're making a similar investment. We are going to give back to the work of the gospel here in New Jersey and then pay it forward for generation of believers yet to come. Now, before I introduce these special guests and we receive our saturated offering, I need to tell you a story. I want to tell you a story about a chair. Voila. Yeah, a chair. You're like, a chair? Yeah. A chair similar to the one that you're sitting in now. And see, once upon a time, here's what I know about you. Once upon a time, before you started attending Liquid, the reality is we had a chair with your name on it. And you're like, well, you didn't know my name, but we didn't know your name. God knew your name. But you didn't actually attend here yet. In fact, for some of you, your story goes like this. Before you started attending Liquid, church was like the furthest thing from your mind, (laughs) You're like other people would. You know, friends were talk about going to church, and you're like, "Man, I went to CCD and then like dropped out in high school or college or." Or I've been to a wedding or a funeral, but I haven't been to church in a long time. But then somebody invited you to Liquid to the campus you're in right now. You're actually sitting in a chair right now at your campus, and somebody invited you. They probably actually, you know, five or six times, they pestered you. You know, they begged. They pleaded you to come to church. They, like, bribed you. They're like, we'll take you out to lunch. We'll introduce you to a cute guy. Uh, you know, whatever they had to do. And so finally you broke down. And you're like, all right, I'll come. And you drove into the parking lot, and you're like, I'm going to hate this. I'm already hating I don't like their T-shirts. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be too crowded. This is like a mega church. And you already came up with ideas that it was going to suck and you'd never come back. And, uh, and then you came to the service and something shocked you. It didn't suck. It was crazy. Pe- people actually seemed excited to be in church. And that was a new thought for you. People seemed to be having fun. You're like, fun inside of church? That was a new thought. Church was always boring and somber for you. And, and, you, and you got into the service, right? And you sat there like you're sitting there right now. And then the music started, and at first you weren't sure, maybe you didn't like the music, it was like a little too loud or something, and, and you're like looking around, and then like some guy like raises his hand, and you're like, this guy's got a question in the circle. <laughs> you know, like,
2: he's
1: got a question. It's like, and then some lady over here had two questions. You know, <laughs> and you're like, you know, this is kind of weird. It was a little strange, right? But you survived. And and you looked around, and you start looking around, you're like, all these flat-screen TVs, how do they pay for this thing, you know? And and then they pass the popcorn bucket, and you, like, look in, and there's, like, five bucks and a stick of gum, and you're like, it ain't (laughs) happening there, you know? I don't know what that is. (laughs) And it was over, and you went home, and and you survived, and it it didn't suck, and the teaching sort of made sense, and, and then you just, there was not a lot of judgment, right? You're like, the people are, no holy rollers trying to, you know, hit me and knock me down, and then you did something unthinkable the next week you came back, (laughs) right? And then you came back again and the people still seemed happy and genuine. And this time you brought your husband or your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, or you made the biggest mistake of all. You made the big mistake, you brought your kids, right? (laughs) You're like, you brought your kids to church. This was your big mistake, right? Because now your kids came to church with you, and they love Liquid Kids. They, like, come out of Liquid Kids, and they're all sugared up, and they're, they're singing songs about Jesus, and they're like, let's go to church again. And, and, so, and so you became a regular. And maybe one Sunday when you were dropping your kids off, you, you saw our, one of our chill spaces. Have you ever seen our chill spaces down by Liquid Kids? And you're like, what's that? And then you realize, whoa, they actually have a heart here for kids with special needs. We don't actually babysit kids with special needs. We actually give them buddies, and we love on them with extreme love and celebrate how they're made in God's image. And you thought of your neighbor who's like, man, our, my next-door neighbor has a, has a boy with Asperger's or, 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 you know, my aunt. who Maybe we could invite them. And there's a place. And they came, and suddenly you start, like, volunteering, right? You're, you're like, I'm, I'm actually going to sign up to serve at an outreach And serve a dinner and a prom for adults with special needs. And and you couldn't believe it. You're like, I can't believe what's happening here. And then next thing you know, next thing you know, you can't even believe this. You're like, I I came to church this week, and and I carried a jerry can full of water. (laughs) And I learned about kids in Latin America and Africa who have no access to clean water. And you're like, that is not right. We need to do something about that. And so then you signed up for a mission strip. You can't even believe it, Right. You flew to El Salvador, or Nicaragua, or maybe you signed up to go to Rwanda next year. And you're just shaking your head because right now you're like, man, my mom warned me about this. She said, you know, watch out for cults, but I can't believe it. I think I'm one of them. I think I'm a liquid regular. <laughs> you know? I, dr- I drank the Kool-Aid. I actually drank the Kool-Aid. And so once upon a time, before you arrived here, there was an empty chair with your name on it. I want you to think back the first time you stepped foot in this church at your campus, and you found, and you looked around, where am I going to sit, and you found a chair. And for some of you, that's not your story. Your story is different. The moment you arrived and sat down at Liquid, you were all in from the beginning, right? You grew up in the church, or maybe you moved here from the south, and, and, and you, you, the minute you walked through the doors, you were like, man, I'm home. You were a Bible-toting scripture quoting and Hillsong singing Christian, man. You're like, I'm about my people, you know? You knew the lingo. You knew how to act. When the preacher says something good, you're like, I know what to say. I go, mmm, mmm, you know? And all the new believers are like, why is he making cow noises? What is that? You know, kind of, you're an insider, right? You love Beth more? Yes, you do. Jesus calling and Toblin too. You know, you got them all, man. You're part of the tribe. In fact, There are people sitting in seats who specifically moved to their home in New Jersey to be close to this church. You know that? I get those emails at least once a month. People who are moving, they're transferred to New Jersey, and they're like, I looked up a Bible-believing church online. I found liquid. I moved our house so we could be close to the campus. You don't need convincing. You've been in from the start, and you've been here for a few months, a few, few years maybe, and you joined a life group, and now you are a liquid regular too. But once upon a time, before you arrived there was an empty chair with your name on it. And today, I want to ask every one of you who is a liquid regular for help. Every one of you who is sitting in a chair at one of our campuses, we need your help today because we need your help preparing for somebody like you who isn't here yet. In other words, this chair has their name on it and we don't know their name and they haven't found their chair yet because they're not here yet. But I'm gonna tell you something, they're coming. They're coming to your campus. Maybe it's this Christmas. Maybe it's in 2016, and there are, there are people right now, right now today, all across New Jersey, there's a wife who's praying, God, put some men in my husband's life and he'll, that, that he would want to actually go to church with me. There are families who are a young couple who has kids, and they're not sure what to do, and they're like, we got to find a place to put down some spiritual roots. There's a boy with, with Down syndrome, or there's a, a girl with cystic fibrosis, It's like, can we find a place that doesn't just accept us, but embraces us and treats us with the love of Jesus, not different, but mainstream. You know what? Right now on this Sunday, there are Christian brothers and sisters who are in church, but they're not sitting in a chair. They're sitting on a log or on a stone because their church in Rwanda has a dirt floor, and it's a one-room barn, and they're praying that some Christ followers sitting in New Jersey will get out of their seats to go bring them clean water in Jesus' name. We are part of a much larger movement, the global church of Jesus Christ. And so I want you to think about this because when I look at these seats and I think about what they represent, I'm like, these are the three causes that we are passionate about as a church. New campuses, compassion, and clean water. And each of these causes is vital to who we are and the movement we want to be a part of for the next decade. And so I want you to understand something. Today, I am asking you to commit yourself, listen, to give to others what others have given to you. Once upon a time, somebody sacrificed to save you the seat you're sitting in. And this commitment Sunday offering is going to go to upgrade all of our current campuses, new technology, so we can all receive live teaching and broadcast on the same page. It's going to create new campuses. We want to create thousands of new chairs all across New Jersey, empty chairs all over the place, and launch four new campuses. Why? So somebody like you, the barista at your coffee, the guy at the gym, the person at your work or your neighbor can come and be introduced to Jesus Christ and have their life and maybe their family changed forever. We have a vision to expand our ministry to children and families with special needs so that we're known as the number one church in the Northeast with a ministry to special needs families. And of course, we wanna make history in Africa. We wanna help Rwanda become the first country in the history of Africa with 100% saturation, 100% access to clean water for life in Jesus' name. Each one of these chairs represents a life that's been changed or is being changed right now through Liquid's ministry. And so to take this out of the abstract and into the concrete, we invited a special guest to represent each one and share their story with you. They, they have a heart, they want to thank you for the sacrifices that you make to provide for them what somebody once provided for you, an empty chair. And our first guest is Heather Tuttle, who attends our Union County campus. Come on up, give her a welcome. <laughs> Heather, thank God for you. Glad you're here. Please, have a seat. Heather's cool because When Mountainside opened, Heather came with her two kids. And before you came, Heather, we had a chair with your name on it. We didn't know your name. God knew your name. And today she represents the thousands of people who've been introduced to Jesus Christ through our campuses. So thank you for sharing your heart with our congregation.
0: Dear Liquid Church, I wanted to share my story with you today because Liquid Church has played a vital role in my spiritual well-being and personal personal growth over the last year. Words don't do justice to how difficult the last few years have been for me and my two young children. I was feeling lost and broken after my divorce. I can only describe that time as dark. There are weeks, months even, that I somehow endured, and it is simply by the grace of God that I made it through. Imagine a life at the age of 40 with all these firsts, having been with your partner since you were 16 years old, married for 17 of those. My broken heart was a gaping wound with no healing in sight. But as I began to emerge from the darkness, I could feel myself being pulled towards something much greater than myself. My journey to liquid and a personal relationship with God started the day I attended a class at a local gym and the instructor invited me to a service on one Sunday. I couldn't help but feel like something divine was reaching out and grabbing my hand. It was December 14, 2014, less than a year ago, that I made the drive to Mountainside with my two boys. It was a very quiet car ride, and I was, I was so nervous. Just when I thought I was lost, both proverbially and literally, I saw the liquid sign that said, this way. <laughs> And I was so excited because I felt it was a divine sign put there just for me. I felt like it had to be there just for me. And my boys sort of looked at me. And then we pulled around the corner and we saw the parking attendants with the Mickey Mouse hands. And my kids were like going nuts in the back seat. It was, it was great. And then when I came inside and I met the campus coordinator, Christine Birch. I knew at that moment that this was exactly where I was supposed to be and that I was home. God brought me to Liquid during the Fear Not series. And again, I surely thought that it was written just for me. I remember not just crying, but sobbing that day. I was doing the ugly cry. (laughs) The remainder of the Fear Not series was very difficult, but in a really great way. The message I took away was that I am worthy of God's love and that I am enough. Within a few weeks, I was on the guest connections team and soon after that, I signed up for a clean water trip for 2016 and I'm still growing in the community today. I just joined a life group last month and now I'm on the Christmas outreach team here in Mountainside. But far above all these things, I have accepted Jesus as my savior and most importantly, surrendered my outcome to Him. In that surrender, I've let go of some things I never thought I'd be able to let go of. The freedom I feel is overwhelming. What's amazing is how much it has opened up new space in my heart to give even more freely. And all of this is to simply say thank you. Thank you to the team of miracle workers across Liquid. It's incredible that so many of you are campus volunteers. Each and every one of you is blessed with amazing gifts. We all stand back in awe every Sunday and every day. I'm just one person, but you should know that those miracles have saved me from a life sentence of isolation. I'm renewed thanks to your love and Christ's salvation. Forever grateful, Heather.
1: Thank you, Heather. Praise God for you. Yes. That is awesome. Thank God for you. So, it's incredible. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? We're so proud of you, Heather. Heather, we're so, we're so glad that you're part of our church family and the family of God. Guys, that is, that is literally why we want empty chairs at new campuses. At Liquid, we really believe that nothing produces new Christians like new campuses. In the last eight years, we have been privileged to baptize over 1,300 people in Jesus Christ. And that's an incredible thing. So today, as you sit here, we're asking everybody sitting in a chair at every campus to give to others what others sacrifice to give to you. In other words, once upon a time, somebody sacrificed to save you a seat. That seat you're sitting in was paid for by somebody you never met. It's funny, when I go back in my mind, when Liquid first started, we actually started with 12 chairs sitting in a circle. Remember this, Colleen? It was me, Colleen, and 10 friends. Well, they were really nine friends. One guy was like six, three. we counted them twice you know and we're sitting in, a, in, a, in an old basement you know with bad coffee and you know what that's how the church started it started with 12 people sitting in a circle and then we made room for more and then there were we added chairs and then all of a sudden we moved there were 120 people and we kept adding chairs and we were captured by this vision of creating a church for people who don't attend church that was like the whole dream was like how could we actually reach family members or friends or coworkers who maybe gave up on, on church but they haven't given up on god you know, the guy at the gym or the waitress we see every day. And so we launched Liquid in 2007 in Morris County in a hotel ballroom. And we had 400 chairs. We're like, woo! Now we're living. But we had enough money to last for actually six months. That's how the church started. And that was the first time I ever witnessed truly generous giving. I mean, extreme generosity like Paul talks about. Somebody in that, that crowd said, Tim, I share that heart. I believe that New Jersey needs a church that people who don't go to church want to attend. And they gave a check for $300,000. And I will never forget that day, the rest of my life. I literally collapsed into a chair and I bawled. I bawled, I cried. Because I was like, when God gives a vision, he gives provision, amen? It's like the church in Macedonia. Paul's like, now brothers and sisters, I I want you to know about the grace that God's given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in what? Rich generosity. See, that special offering for the Jerusalem church was funded by a congregation scattered across Macedonia. It was like a network of churches that Paul had planted. Remember, Christianity birthplace was Jerusalem, but they're going through a famine. And so Paul said, you know what, this is a chance, guys, for you to provide what somebody provided for you. You actually get to pay it back by paying it forward. And so they received this special offering and all the Macedonian Christ they came together and they financially sacrificed for people they didn't know and people they might never meet. And that's what many of you have done here at Liquid. After Liquid launched in Morris County, we grew quickly to about 1,000 people and we ran out of chairs at 1,200 people. And so then believers in Morris County sacrificed to open empty chairs in New Brunswick to reach people in Middlesex County. And then two years later, New Brunswick sacrificed to open seats in Nutley to reach people in Essex County. And then two years, like a chain reaction, Nutley sacrificed to open seats in Mountainside for Heather and her kids. And now today, all of our campuses, we're sacrificing together to open seats in in Somerset County. Somerset County, literally today, you're sitting there and chairs that have been paid for people all across the state who you may never meet. So understand, this is a generous, outreach-oriented church. Our heart, really, is to reach people who aren't here yet. And we always pay it forward to new campuses. And so that's what we're about to do through Saturate. Guys, together, this two-year campaign is going to provide funds for four new campuses. Somerset, number five, that opens today. Garwood, number six, is going to open in 2016. Followed by Jersey City number seven, our first urban campus. Number eight, still to be determined, you know, Sussex, Mercer, Bergen, Monmouth, Ocean. And we, we don't know. We'll just see who gives the biggest offering. We'll just go there. No, I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. I'm to- totally kidding. Totally kidding. Totally. Listen, listen. listen. Uh, I'm losing my train of thought. Okay. What, why, why, do we do th- why do we do all this? You know why? Because we care about empty chairs. <laughs> Why care about a chair? Because each chair represents a changed life, a life that Jesus died for, a life that Christ sacrificed his life for. And so someone who's far from God, who we don't even know right now, they're gonna have a personal encounter with Jesus and their entire destiny is gonna change. Their marriage may be restored. An addiction might get broken. Their family might get saved. So understand as you are pledging today, you're committing to give to others what others gave to you. You know, what really impresses me about the Macedonian church is that it wasn't a wealthy church. They didn't have, like, donors with deep pockets. In fact, it says, out of their extreme poverty, welled up this rich generosity. In other words, they were poor. But that didn't let, stop them from giving generously to the mission. In fact, Paul says this. He says, they gave as much as they were able and even what? Beyond their ability. In other words, the Macedonians, they, they, like, they came together and they did the math. They, they, they figured out first what they could comfortably give. And then they said, let's give beyond it. In other words, each family made a faith sacrifice like we talked about last week, right? A faith sacrifice is beyond that that tip or maybe that 10% tithe or even an offering. A faith sacrifice, by definition, requires faith because you're sacrificing to give money you don't even have yet necessarily. But you actually have to trust God is going to help you give above and beyond for this next season. For us, that's a season of two years. And I challenge everybody here to stretch towards sacrifice today. That is what we're about to do in a moment. And that's how I want to challenge you as you fill out your commitment card. I want to challenge you to give beyond your ability for those with a disability. That's what this second chair represents. This is the special compassion we have for children and families with special needs. That's just our heart. And we want to mirror the Macedonians. We want to give beyond our ability to those with a disability, because that liquid, we got a wide, it's a privilege for us, serving children with Asperger's and autism and Down syndrome and ADHD, a whole wide variety. We have told you personal stories about kids like Andy Devia, you know, Kyron Jose's little boy with Down syndrome, who loves his body. We've told you about Ethan Soares, who was diagnosed with autism and epilepsy. Actually, you want to hear kind of a cool thing? That video of Ethan's story has now gone viral. <laughs> Word got out, some of Ethan's teachers want to see it, they sent it to the principal, it's gone around the district, we have actually now received emails from Texas, people who've seen that and said, praise God, that's what we want for our church. So your compassion ripples out, you see? The Saturate Vision is going to fund a full-time director of special needs as well as dedicated staff at all eight campuses. We're going to fund Night to Shine, which was that incredible prom for adults with special needs in February 2016, we're going to host that at multiple locations around the state. And what's coolest is that our new broadcast campus in Persephone is going to be equipped with a VIP entrance for families with special needs who who want that. That really lays out a welcome mat and communicates this. Guys, welcome home. We have prepared a special place just for you. And it's also going to help fund a sensory integration space that provides the therapeutic stimulation, the kinetic experience that make kids feel at home. But I really want you to see in 3D the impact that your investment is having on one special family here at Liquid. So I'm going to invite Doug and Dara Robb up on stage. They are the proud parents of five children. Come on up, guys. Give the Robb family a hand. Thank you, Dara. Glad you're here today.
3: Thank you so much.
1: Have a seat. What's up, Doug? My man. Good to see you. Yep. You're the proud papa. Five kids, incredible, good-looking family. Um, incredible children who are actually here today, including Jackson, their teenage son, who has autism. And Jackson is also a cancer survivor. And the Robs just want to share with you what the impact of special needs has been on their family.
3: Thank you. Dear Liquid Church, my husband Doug and our five children have been coming to Liquid since 2011. If you attend Morristown, you might recognize me, or actually, you might recognize my son, my 16-year-old son, Jackson. We sit in the back row because Jackson really loves worship. In fact, he dances and jumps up and down like you wouldn't imagine. If the ceiling was any lower, I'm afraid he would hit his head. (laughs) It truly is an unusual sight, but many people tell us it is such a blessing to watch him. You see, Jackson has autism, and his life does not resemble that of a typical 16-year-old. I understand why, but as a mom, it breaks my heart when he's left out or can't participate in activities like your average teenager. It's only natural you want more for your child. Last month, Susie Soares, our special needs inclusion director, contacted me and invited Jackson to attend the high school experience night, which includes extended worship. My husband and I were blown away that Liquid was going out of its way to make this happen. That night, there were two buddies there to welcome Jackson. They showed him love, and they showed him compassion. They even tried to keep up with him throughout worship. (laughs) Not easy, dancing and jumping the entire time. And that night, Jackson was part of something, beyond just sitting in the back pew. I cried when other students thanked me for bringing him and said the room was a better place with him in it. They can't wait to have him back, and I know it's sincere. Hearing liquids saturate vision, which includes serving adults with special needs, actually brings me peace about his future. There will be a place for Jackson here. It's as though God is saying to me, don't worry, I'm going to take care of this. That one night exemplifies the generosity we've witnessed here at Liquid over and over again. When Jackson was diagnosed with cancer in 2013, you carried us through it. Knowing how much Jackson loves the beach, some of you even treated us to a weekend at the Jersey Shore before his life turned into one hospital visit after another. You prayed for us. Many of you didn't even know us, but you still prayed for us. And that display of love was transformative for me. And in the end, your prayers were answered. Jackson is cancer-free today. I am so grateful to you, Liquid Church, for your special needs ministry and for loving our kids with the heart of Christ. You are a gift to my family and you bring me hope for the future. I know when my children are at Liquid, they are being filled spiritually and emotionally. I look forward to God's vision for Liquid Church being fully realized and that there is a place at the table for Jackson and everyone with special needs. You cannot put a price on this. With gratitude, Dara Robb.
1: We thank the Robb family, it's incredible. Praise God for you guys. Thank you for that, thank you that you're here. Stay here, stay here. Can I ask the rest of your family to come on up? Come on up, guys. Give the whole Robb family one and bring them up here. We're so grateful. Here, I'll make some room. Come on up, guys. We want to... We're so thankful. Come on, man. Come on, everyone in. We've, your kids are like our kids. And you guys know the heart of our church is to help... Is to really get beyond our ability, right? To folks who are carrying a disability. And so today, we want to do something special just for your family to encourage you. Because they've been through a tremendous amount. And um, the reality is the people... In these chairs, they're about to give generously. And so we want to do something just to encourage you. Um, Jackson, I know that uh, his, Disney is his favorite. He's memorized many videos and everything. It's a pretty incredible thing. He's a very special kid. And because of the extreme generosity of this, ch- of this church, we're able today to send you guys on an all-expense-paid family vacation to Disney World. So we are excited. <laughs> <laughs> You know it, buddy. <laughs> Dude, we're going to Disney World. <laughs> we're excited, buddy. We're excited. And here's the thing, you gotta wear the ears, man. You gotta wear the ears. <laughs> and here, that's cool thing. Very excited. So you guys get to go over Thanksgiving. And that's not it. We're also sending a buddy from Liquid Family to go with you guys so you can just have the time of your life, just enjoy as a family, relax, and be recharged. So we praise God for you guys. Thank those guys. It's your generosity. It's your generosity as a church. Thank you, guys. God bless you guys. Have a great time. Have a great time, guys. Awesome. <laughs> it's incredible. I love it. I, guys, that's, a, that's just exciting. I've always wanted to have an Oprah moment in church, you know? Isn't that cool? Rob, they're just one of hundreds of families in our church whose lives have been impacted by special needs. And we were like, you know what? We can't do it for everybody, but can we do for one what we wish we could do for all? And that's because of your generosity. So when our church family is generous, we can be generous to families. And that's the heart of compassion. Understand, it's like the Macedonians, right? Paul says, I testify. They gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. And so today, as you give, I wanna encourage you to give beyond your ability for those with a disability, because this is an eternal investment, guys, that we are making lives of family for years to come, amen? Amen. Campuses, compassion, it brings us to our third chair, and that is clean water, a cause that is clean water really for Margarita. You guys remember Margarita? That 11-year-old girl in Rwanda who I met this summer, and she was drawing contaminated water from that skanky pond that you see there which she dubs five times a day. She carries that 40-pound jerry can to her family farm. And in Rwanda, 30% of the country doesn't have access to clean, safe drinking water. Waterborne disease remains the lasting and leading cause of death, unfortunately. And Rwanda, you guys know, was devastated by the genocide of 1994. It killed one million people in 100 days. But 21 years later, Rwanda is rising. Led by Christian churches, they have made enormous progress, social, economic transformation. But clean drinking water really is vital for systemic change. So we made Margarita a promise. We said, we're going to come back and provide a clean water well for her village in Gisharu. It's going to be our 63rd clean water well, but it's going to be the first of many in Rwanda. Through our Saturate campaign, we are funding the purchase of a deep bore drill rig that has the capacity to drill up to 200 wells every year. And our goal is to make history with Margarita. We've been invited to come alongside resilient Rwandans and help them achieve 100% access to clean water. So today, as you give, we are overcoming extreme poverty with extreme generosity. Everybody say extreme generosity. Extreme generosity. That's what the Macedonian church did. Their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. And Rwanda is young, Rwanda is still poor. 45% live below the poverty line. And compared to life in New Jersey, well, there's no actually comparison. The basics that we take for granted are extravagant blessings in Rwanda. And today, we have a very special guest who flew 18 hours around the world to be here. Chantal Irabagiza is from Kigali, Rwanda. She is 25 years old, a native Rwandan. She serves with Living Water International, our partners on the ground. And Chantel flew literally around the world to be with us. So would you give a big, liquid welcome to our sister Chantal? Thank you. Thank you for coming. Praise God for you, Chantel. Please have a seat. Tell us a l- few words from Rwanda.
2: Dear Liquid Church, most of us have never met before In fact, this is my first time at Liquid Church in New Jersey and in the United States. My name is Chantal and I'm part of the Living Water International team in Rwanda. I may not know you personally, but I know the heart of Liquid Church and it amazes me. You choose to help people you have never met, people you don't know, in a country that you have never been to my country of Rwanda. You are servants of Christ, and I'm very thankful for you. As you help us bring water for life in Jesus' name, I can feel the presence and the power of the global church. We are all part of one bigger community in Christ that Christians here would think to serve their brothers and sisters in Africa. Truly, I tell you, you are doing God's work. In Rwanda, people who do not have access to clean water have no other option but to drink that water. They become sick and weak, and their lives become all about survival. It consumes them, and that's all they can think about. I like the saying that a good soul lives in a healthy body. Without a healthy body, It is very hard to think outside of yourself to hear the word of God. That's why we need to bring both clean water and the living water to the communities in Rwanda. Know that when you bring clean water to a community, you are investing in the future of Rwanda. The primary beneficiaries are the children. The water keeps children from school because they are either sick or because they have to walk long distances to, to fetch water, they have no time for school. When they have clean water in their communities, they can go to school, play, and pursue their dreams. It changes their life, and that's what we need for true and lasting progress. I understand that Liquid Church has pledged to give a new drilling league to our team in Rwanda, We only have one, it is old and it breaks down frequently. When that happens, our work stops. Everything we do centers around the drilling league. So I want to thank you in advance for your commitment. It will make an incredible difference to our people in Rwanda. On behalf of Living Water International and as a Rwandan myself, I want to thank you for your sacrifice. It will transform many lives in my country. You may not know them, their faces, their names, or their stories, but I just want you to know that by serving them, you are serving Christ. Thank you so much.
1: Amen. Santel, we are so honored. We are so honored to have her here today, are we not? Your leadership is inspiring to us. Your leadership on the ground is inspiring to us. And we are partnering with Living Water International to bring clean water to the beautiful people of Rwanda. And today, we actually have a surprise for you. We didn't want to send you back on 18-hour flight empty-handed. So we're giving you a liquid (laughs) T-shirt. No, we actually actually have something else. I don't know if you're going to fit this in your purse. We want to give you today a check for (laughs) $250,000 for the drill rig in Rwanda. This is for you, this is for Living Water International. Can you fit that in your purse? We wanna, we wanna pay for the, the Rwanda rig, that's okay. We wanna pay for the Rwanda rig up front so that we can purchase it now, hit the ground running in 2016. So when some of you go on your trip in 2016, 2017, you're gonna meet Chantal, you're gonna see the rig in action. It's gonna be very exciting. So you take this home, you're gonna have to put, fit this in your purse. You're gonna have to fold it, I think. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure the TSA at LaGuardia will be very understanding. So, God bless you. Give Chantal a hand. Thank you, Chantal. God bless you guys. Thank you. Thank you. We're grateful for you. So cool. It's So cool. I love it. I love it, man. I'll tell you, it's an amazing thing. And, guys, what we're doing is see what we're doing? It's, it's the heart of Christ, the heart of what Jesus did on the cross, overcoming extreme poverty with extreme generosity. He who was rich became poorer so that you and your poverty might become what? rich. It's not about money. It's about the heart of Christ. And that's how we want to pray. So would you pray even with me for Chantel and the people of Rwanda? God, as we give these gifts, it's just a reflection. The glory goes back to you. Everything is yours, Father. And we thank you for our brothers and sisters in Rwanda. We pray for that day of saturation and clean water. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys ready to do this? You guys ready to do this? We're going to make history now, all right? I hope you've been inspired by the heart of our church. And these folks just wanted to thank you for your generosity and your sacrifice. And I want to thank you as your pastor. I want to thank you from my heart to yours. I want to thank you for every dime, every dollar that you donate to give through our church to Christ and his kingdom around the world. You are inspire me. You literally are fulfilling Paul's words in 2 Corinthians 9. He says, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in what? Thanksgiving to God. We give all thanks to God. But I want to thank you for your sacrifice today. So as you complete your card, I want to encourage you to follow the example of the Macedonians who gave as much as they were able and then beyond their ability. Remember, the hardest sacrifice is when the numbers don't add up, but you have to trust God to show up. And maybe God's been speaking to you, and you realize, you know what, the, the number that you had, the original number you were going to give, wasn't a, isn't really a sacrifice. Maybe it's just what you, you're like, you calculate, like, that's what I can comfortably afford, but God's Spirit has been talking to you over the last six weeks, and you realize, you know what, you've got the wrong number. <laughs> that's okay. You can just tear up your commitment card. we got plenty of these, all right? <laughs> I, I told you last week, Colleen and I, we have, my wife and I, we have changed it twice the amount. We have, we've changed that amount two times of what we're giving because we realize we want to be stretched in our faith. I actually had one family come up to me and they, they pledged to give $35,000 online. That was incredible. But after Sunday's service, they said, you know what? We were compelled. We were convicted to stretch a little more. We're going to add $10,000 to that. And so they're making a gift of $45,000. They're like, we want to pay that now because we want to invest in future generations yet to come for those who are going to be in the empty chair. So I want to give you kind of 60 seconds just right now just to complete filling out your commitment card and envelope. So I want to hear clicking of pens, a licking of envelopes. Let's do some clicking and licking together. Uh, you only need to fill out one card per family, okay? One card per family. If you've already given, you can just write your family's name and say, hey, already committed, we'll figure it out. And if you're not giving today, maybe you're just a visitor. It's not going to be awkward at all. You just return the envelope. Just drop down the table when we all come up there. But you'll see it says two-year total commitment. So that's what we're pledging over 2016 and 17. And then there's a place for your first fruits offering. That's like a down payment on your pledge today. So if you pledge $5,000, you're like, hey, I'm giving $2,000 right now up front. And when you put it in your envelope, I want you to seal it because it is anonymous. It is going to be something that only our finance team deals with. But on the back, it says, enclosed is my commitment card, two-year total, along with my first fruits offering in check or cash, or I'm giving online at liquidchurch.com. Either way is fine. But as we bring our cards to the table, I want 2 Corinthians 9 really to guide your heart, your giving. Paul writes this. He says, remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. And then he says this. I love it. Each of you should give. What's the right amount? What's the right amount? What you have decided in where? Your heart to give. Not reluctantly. Or under compulsion, no pressure, for God loves what? A cheerful giver. So, can you let out a big cheer if you're excited to give, all right? This is a celebration moment. There is no guilt, there is joy and generosity. So, let me pray for us right now, and then your campus leaders will lead us today, all right? Pray with me. Would you actually all stand together? Let's stand for our feet for prayer, all right? Let's stand together. Bow our heads with me, would you? Lord, we dedicate right now what is being pledged and given today to Jesus Christ and his kingdom. We thank you for the extreme generosity of our family here at Liquid Church. God, we ask you to bless and multiply these gifts given in faith today. May this sacrifice just be used to saturate our state with the gospel of Jesus Christ, to care for the poor, to feed the hungry, provide water for the thirsty. May your name and your glory just ripple out across the world through Liquid Church. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said together, amen. Amen.